0: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Mixtape Theology, where my mixtape partner, Dr. Ashley, and I look at the theology behind our favorite 90s contemporary Christian music and, you know, sometimes poke fun at 90s Christian culture. I'm your host for this one, Rachel Cash. So today's episode, we're going to be looking at the David Crowder Band's cover of a classic hymn, Come thou fount. And to do that, I have a three-time special guest, Mr. Cameron Frank. Cameron is the founder of A Frank Voice, which provides books, tools, and resources to inspire Christians towards a deeper devotion and an intimate relationship with Jesus. Their mission is to help believers and churches experience God and develop healthy practices that lead to a lasting life change. Cameron and his co-writer Mr. Preston Norman, recently have partnered with Reawaken Hymns to write a collection of devotionals based on classic hymns called The Trinity Project. Hi, Cameron. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Hey, it's so good to be here. Always good to hang out with you guys. Um, Always a ton of fun. So thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thanks for coming. Before we jump into the David Crowder Band, tell us a little bit more about this Trinity Project that you just recently completed.
1: Yeah, so it's a project we started um, a little over two years ago, I think, Uh, and it's uh, essentially we all love hymns, Uh, all of us on our team. We also have Nathan Drake from Reawaken Hymns, and we wanted to create some devotionals that looked at the history of hymns that we all know and love and some that you maybe don't, um, and then look at the scriptural inspiration for them and build a devotional, like a daily devotional off of that, um, content. And then we're like, Hey, we've got Nathan Drake who his thing is modernizing hymns. So he did completely new arrangements for each and every one of them. So throughout the entire Trinity collection, uh, we have 60 hymns, uh, all of them have fully new, recordings arrangements of them devotional that goes with it there's a total of three books which is sorry there's a total of three books hymns of the father hymns of the son and then we just completed hymns of the spirit in september of 2022 so it's been a lot of fun a little overwhelming but in a lot of good ways for sure
0: (laughs) so i have my hard copy of the trinity project which is um all three hymns of the son hymns of the father and hymns of the spirit and I love the way that it's laid out so you could read like one hymn every day and you could listen to the recording of that hymn so you listen to the recording of the hymn and then you read the corresponding devotional that you could do you could do it like once a day or you could spread it out over the course of several days like one hymn for several days and then you also have a Christmas one too um that I also read last Christmas that I absolutely loved. What what is that one called again?
1: yeah so that's the soul felt it's worth. that um, it also has twenty five uh Christmas carols that we kind of do the same thing. That one actually came first in 2019. Um, and again, there is recordings from Nathan Drake for every single one of those uh, and we have an audiobook actually, you mentioned doing it like listening to it and doing the thing if you just want to do it all in one go. We have an audiobook that has the music and the narrated devotion built in perfect for like a morning commute or you know while you're washing the dishes or anything like that
0: definitely so. I I love what I love what you're doing over there. And that's why I wanted to ask you guys to come on or ask you to come on the show again, because, you know, that there's a really cool aspect of hymns is that, you know, you read, you learn about the hymns and that they're written hundreds of years ago, but there's still that brotherhood and sisterhood that I feel with these fellow believers that make these songs still so precious today. And that's one of the beautiful things about hymns is that it's been shared and passed down through generations and generations. And yet they're still true. They're still relevant. I can still relate to the heart of so many of these, of these hymns. Did you feel that type of connection when you were writing the devotional?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, for one, it is just a really, cool and humbling thought to imagine, uh, even with the hymn, like what we're going to talk about today that's over 300 years old. People throughout, for the last 300 years, believers have lifted lifted their voice with the same exact words that we sing uh, today. And that's really, really cool. Um, One of my favorite uh, ways that I've been able to kind of feel that kindred spirit with hymn writers throughout history is, seems like there's four, three or four or five hymn writers from this one church in Manhattan in New York City called Brick Presbyterian Church. Um, and it's on my list to go there. I want to go visit it someday and see what they're all about because over the course of like 80 years, like hymn writers kept coming out of this place. Um, and a lot of the hymns that we know and love come from that place that's really really cool uh and so to be able to think like there's a place that i can go where there's so much history and the things that i think that i kind of take for granted every single day but i love it it's cool i don't know that's weird (laughs) but i love it
0: okay so in this episode we are talking about a song that was written in the 1700s and was recorded again in 1998 like how cool is that you know um you'll You can find this cover from the David Crowder band, this cover of Come Thou Fount, on an independent album that they released in 1998 called All I Can Say. And it was released as part of their church's worship ministry, which um, David Crowder founded this church. It was called University Bible Church. Nowadays, David Crowder band is no more, but you can still hear David Crowder as he performs under the name Crowder. And he's hugely popular in the current CCM genre. I mean, if you turn on Christian radio today, he's one of the the main ones that you'll hear. But he started out as a worship leader out of Waco, Texas. So Cameron, you have already confessed to me that you have not listened to this song yet.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry, please forgive me. But I did. I looked up the album and I remember the album cover. I never remember that it was called All I Can Say. I would just always say, you know, yeah. the David Crowder one with the flower. <laughs> That's
0: something <laughs> wow, okay. Well, points for that. Um, as someone who has uh zero musical talent, slash training, slash you know, learning, I don't know. I, I will, as a non music person, I will try to explain it to you. Okay, I love the lyrics, but I don't know much about the theory behind the music. But I will say that he keeps the original melody of what I think is the original, original melody of Come Thou Fount." and which I appreciate so much. And what he does is he brings in like traditional Irish, like Celtic instruments, and then throws in some electric guitar in there and somehow it all works. And it's really cool. Um, You should definitely try to listen to it later. I really think you're going to like it. And I love the way that he performs the lyrics because it sounds like something he means and that he would originally you know, it sounds like something he would have written. Um, and again, that's just a testament how to how wonderful hymns are, that they can be passed down again and still sound just as true, just as original, just as relevant today. So I am curious about the origins of this well-known hymn. So what did you discover about this song while you were writing hymns of the Spirit?
1: Yeah. So it was published in the mid 1700s by a guy named Robert Robinson. He was an Englishman. He was born in 1735. Um, And he was, when he was young, his father died and his grandparents were like not, they didn't even like the guy's dad. And so they didn't want the mom to keep him. And so they sent him away to boarding school, kind of a tragic, like origin story. It's really kind of like a villain origin story and he does kind of turn to villainy a little bit once he gets into his teenage years he joins street gangs and him and his street crime friends were just terror terrorizing the streets of norfolk england um and london which i think is maybe where he landed um and he was just into all kinds of terrible stuff and stumbled into a sermon by george whitefield um titled the wrath to come and that was a turning point for Robinson. He encountered Christ at that moment. And then by the age of 20, uh, completely turned his life around and was pursuing Jesus. For the rest of his life, he served out um, in ministry uh, as pastor at many different places, landing at St. Andrew Street Baptist Church in Cambridge, um, and pastored that church for over 30 years, or for about 30 years. Uh, Yeah, and so he wrote this song, kind of based on the prodigal son. When you hear those lines like prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Jesus sought me when a stranger he's echoing back to those moments when Jesus is talking about the prodigal son or the, uh, the Lord pursuing the one sheep in lieu of the 99.
0: So the lyrics are so beautiful, so honest. And in the devotional for the song you wrote, our stories our stories all echo the prodigal son. We are all prone to wander. We are all guilty of falling astray at times. Even with the hope of Christ firmly rooted in our lives and hearts, we would be lost and aimless if not for the great helper that Jesus promised. So would you walk us through some of the lyrics and what we might consider when we're listening to Come Thou Fount?
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to. This I'll confess is also one of my like favorite hymns of all time. Uh so uh it was like a bummer to have to wait to the very last book to get to it, but that's kind of how it fell. Um but yeah, so it, again, it's just that idea that that without Christ in our lives, our lives are going to be completely devoid of like a blessing. We don't have any reason to sing, we don't have any reason to praise. And so that's kind of where Robinson begins the song is uh talking about like, okay, through the streams of mercy, um, and like through the things that only Christ brought us that now we get to have the Holy Spirit living in us as a result of that. Um, that's what calls for songs of loudest praise. And so we can ask the spirit to fill us with that, um, that praise and that joy, which is kind of a cool picture of like, we think sometimes that like worship is something that comes from us, but ultimately like the spirit supplies that attitude of worship in us. Um, which is a really, really cool picture to me um and then in verse two he talks there's a really weird word that i used to make fun of as a kid or some of you might think of like Christmas carol, like with Ebenezer screws says, here, I raise my Ebenezer that's lifted directly out of first Samuel seven twelve, uh, when God delivers the people of Israel, um, from affliction. I don't remember exactly who it was. There's a lot of names in the old Testament. Um, but Samuel erects what's called an Ebenezer. It's a word for like a large stone of remembrance. Um, so that the people of Israel would remember what God has done, uh, for them. So when we piece all that together, we wander from christ obviously we're walking completely and wandering before we encounter christ at all. Uh, But then we wander every single day and the Lord is continually drawing us back to him. And one of the best things that we can do for ourselves and for our continued spiritual life is to set up those stones of remembrance uh, so that we can always remember what the Lord is doing and always drawing us back um, to him. You see that throughout the entirety of the Old Testament, anytime the Lord delivers um, the faithful will set up some way that they can remember, because we're forgetful people. Um, we, it's easy to look back at the Old Testament, uh, like especially like Exodus, when Israel is wandering through the wilderness and think like, okay, God just delivered them through all of these miracles, all of these incredible things, and they keep turning away and making golden calves or like complaining or whatever the case is. They forget how good God's deliverance is. And we do the same thing each and every day. And we take advantage of the gospel. And so one way that we can stop taking advantage of the gospel is by remembering what the Lord has done for us. And I think for me, that's another reason that I love hymns, especially like this, because they remind us of that journey. Uh, And this hymn in a very real way with incredibly powerful words, um, crafts that journey for us um even in verse three talks about on that day when free from freed from sinning i shall see thy lovely face like there will be a time when we'll be free from sinning so we can look back and remember the sin that we lived in we can look at the deliverance that christ gave us and we can look ahead to the freedom that we're going to have from that and that's it's a cool picture that hymns like this paint that we don't see a whole whole lot as much anymore, I feel like.
0: So you mentioned that you saved this one specifically for hymns of the spirit. So can you tell us a little bit more about why did you save it for hymns of the spirit? What particularly did you feel connected this song with, with the Holy spirit?
1: Yeah, so that's good. Um, we are, give you a little look under the hood. We're most of us uh, in our group anyway, Baptist, And Baptists are kind of afraid of the Holy Spirit. We don't know what to do with uh, that member of the Trinity. The Father seems easy. Uh, the Son, of course, like everything is based on Christ. Um, we see that we get the Holy Spirit gifted to all believers in the book of Acts. Um, and then we're like, well, that's cool, but I don't know exactly what to make of that. So we'll just get back to the other stuff and sing about the old rugged cross and uh, things like that, which is fine. And that's good. Um, But uh, so all that to say it was admittedly challenging to come up with hymns for hymns of the spirit. And so one of the things we sat down very early on is looked at uh, a whole list of 90 something hymns um, and tried to piece what might fit into what categories. Um, And this one was honestly one that could have fit really into any of them uh, because you see elements of like the, how the Lord works through each member of the Trinity. Um, but we ultimately landed on the Spirit just from that idea of the Spirit is who transforms us to be more like Jesus. Um, and it's the work of the spirit granted by Christ, uh, through the authority of the father, right? That's the whole picture of the Trinity as a whole. Um, but it's the work of the spirit in us that keeps us continually coming back to the Lord. Um, and so even though Christ is most assuredly the fount of every blessing that's taken, lifted from the old Testament, um, Jeremiah, maybe, I don't, don't quote me on that. Um, but the everyday blessing that we experience through the character of God comes from the Holy Spirit. And so that's kind of where we ended up landing on why this makes a great reminder of the Spirit for us.
0: That's interesting. So, Mr. Cameron Frank, how can people get a copy of Hymns of the Spirit or the entire Trinity Project?
1: Yeah, so... All of the Trinity Project, which is all three of the books, our Christmas project as well if the soul felt it's worth. And um, Rachel mentioned the collection of all of them in one volume are available on Amazon. Um, if you're an audiobook person, they're available on Audible. They're also available pretty much anywhere you can get ebooks. Uh so if you're an ebook reader, check Barnes and Noble, check, you know, Kobo, Walmart, wherever, um, and you'll be able to find it there. And same with audiobooks, it'll be available. Uh, on audiobook, anywhere audiobooks are sold, um, and also on our website at afrankvoice.com.
0: So what are some other books that are available as part of the A uh, Frank Voice Publishing family?
1: Yeah, so a lot. Um, so we also publish um, just general like Bible tools. So we have a scripture journal that can help you find a way, like a better... Uh, way to journal through your Bible reading if you have a personal like sometimes it's hard for people to like, okay, I know I'm supposed to read my Bible, but I don't really know what to do with it. We have a journal that can help you do exactly that. It's based on an inductive Bible study method, a discovery Bible study method, which just has a few questions for you to ask as you walk through scripture and opportunities to fill in some blanks there. We have a book on how to memorize scripture. We have a book that talks about different ways to look at the Bible, different questions to ask as you study the Bible, um, as well as a handful of other books from other authors, uh, mostly dealing in like apologetics and evangelism.
0: Them. Great. And I do love listening to the audiobook of uh I just purchased, I have the hard copy of all three of the hymns of the, you know, hymns of the Trinity. Yeah. yeah. But I also buy the audiobook for each one because that is my favorite way to listen to that, you know, whether I'm folding laundry or mm-hmm. doing the dishes or driving somewhere. Like it's my time my this non-children time right. that i get to you know someone else can read to me and you know play something for me and talk talk to me so i really appreciate <laughs> yeah. the ease of the audiobook and how it 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 plays the song from Dr- nathan drake with reawaken him and then you immediately give the devotional about the song. I mean, how convenient is that? I love it. I am thankful to have this book in my hands that documents hundreds of years of God's faithfulness through the art of music. I mean, that's what we love here at Mixtape Theology is we love to explore how God has touched people and how God has given music as a way to you know, express what he's, what his work is doing. And I love, I love that. And so what a treasure for us to have as the church, this documentation of hundreds of years of God's faithfulness through hymns. And so people listening, this would make a, a wonderful gift. This book of this devotional of 60 plus hymns, would make a wonderful gift for, you know, the Christian music lover or the hymn lover in your life. And it would even make a great family study together, which I hope to do with my kids where we listen to the song and then discuss the history and the theology that we can find in it. So if you're looking for a way to include more hymns in your life, or maybe to teach hymns to your kids, maybe they're not getting it as much as you'd like, you know, go to a or Amazon and get get these they're great you can just start off with one of them if you don't want to buy all three but i love it i think it's an investment in my family it's an investment in myself to have to have these and so thank you for writing it and for providing it for the church
1: well thank you yeah very kind words. that was
0: very long-winded i'm sorry <laughs> so well thanks for listening everyone and thank you to cameron frank of a frank voice for joining me
1: yeah so happy to be here always good
0: And I hope that, listener, you will check out, and you too, Cameron, you didn't do this already, but I hope you will check out the David Crowder Band's cover of Come Thou Fount. And when you listen to it, you will be prompted to thank God for sending us the helper, the very presence of God in us. The Mixtape Theology Podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. Find more Christian music-related podcasts at newreleasetoday.com.